You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past, and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start and join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of Elevated Office. My name is Eric McGrew and today we're going to talk a little bit about insurance and what it is that you might want to think about when getting your insurance. And I'll talk a little bit about where my perspective is coming from, why I'm bringing it up, and what might help you guys. So before we get into the insurance aspect of it, I'd like to bring up to you guys a few future topics that I'm going to be bringing up on the podcast. As you can see, I have made a slight change in the format. I'm also doing these as videos for YouTube and then um, putting them on my podcast uh, platform as well. So please don't forget to check out anchor.fm forward slash elevated office and you can download these and listen to them in the vehicle or um, while you're working or whatever if you want to as well. Or you can watch them here on uh, YouTube. And if you don't mind, check out the affiliate link for the Amazon affiliate link that's in the description. If you buy through that link, then it helps me have a little bit of income from each of your purchases and it helps me keep all this stuff going, which makes it beneficial. So what will we talk about here in the near future? Well, we're going to talk about my pole saws, how I use them, what mods I make to them, and what um, why I choose to use pole saws actively and consistently in climbing. We'll also talk about uh, gear-oriented climbers versus minimalist climbers, pros and cons of both. We'll talk about uh, some, of course, product reviews in pretty much every episode that I do. And then on top of that, we will continue to go forward and talk about things such as uh, contract laborers versus employees. And then also renting equipment versus owning equipment. So like long-term lease versus short-term lease versus owning if that makes any sense to you guys. So those are just a few topics. I've got a bunch more listed that I'll go over here in the future. I'm going to try to make this more regular and we'll go from there. All right, guys. So let's get into the insurance aspect of it a little bit because I'm not registered or licensed to talk about insurance. So I'm not trying to give you um, details on insurance and that kind of stuff. That's not the point. The point that I'm trying to make is um, a good friend of mine is an insurance agent. He's also my agent for my arborist insurance. And we've talked about a bunch of factors that uh, you might want to think about if you're getting started in your business or if you've been running your business for a while. Uh, you may not know genuinely. So 
These are concepts and principles to talk about, not details. I'm not going to go into insurance limits and, and all that kind of stuff. Be, be willing uh, or just understand that up front. And then um, we'll hopefully cover a few topics that might help you guys out. I'll give you a, a couple of experiences of what not to do as well from other arborists in, or tree service guys, arborists, whatever you want to call them in this area. So a um, couple of things that I, I found out when I was digging into my insurance because my insurance agent is super detail-oriented. He's very analytical, very good at what he does. And it seems a bit overwhelming in the initial process, but it really does work out for the long term. A um, couple of things that I, I had to go over and we had to discuss is that uh, first off, here where I live, not too many companies actually offer arborist insurance. I think there's only one or two that you can actually get tree service and arborist insurance through. Um, so know and understand clearly what it is that each of the insurance companies cover because what I found out is that uh, through some general guideline questions that were asked to me when I started my business as a um, subcontractor working for other uh, arborist companies was what kind of tree work will I be doing? Of course, insurance um, as a general rule is always interested in work at heights versus groundwork only. And here's a catch. Some insurance companies for arborist insurance might want to know if you're working with a stump grinder because you're subterrain working in their, um, in their mind, which of course is potentially an issue with uh, underground power, gas, water, electric, uh, you know, all those kind of things. And uh, to some insurance companies, once again, I can't make this as a blanket statement. Some insurance companies, they are, um, prone to have a little bit higher, uh, uh, policy coverage, or I mean, um, I'm sorry, um, your payments might be a little bit higher or whatever because of the potential hazard of unknowns under the ground. And then, of course, anything that's at work at height usually carries a little bit of higher insurance um, premium because of the same, just because like roofers deal with that at work at height, companies always tend once again, I can't say it as a blanket statement, tend to do that. So um, definitely find out, ask some questions if they're not asking you. Thankfully for me, my insurance agent asked me these questions and I was able to figure out another thing that might or might not be covered. So well, let me back up a little bit. It's possible that your insurance will go up if you do choose to use um, uh, stump grinders in your work. So just know that it, it may not. Mine didn't. It was just encompassed in that. So just know that. But definitely worth having it if you're using stump grinders and, and things like that because stump grinders are definitely a um, tool that can cause some damage if not used appropriately. Um, structural damage from flying chunks, gravel, whatever, damage to cars, th different things. So I, I would definitely recommend, I, and once again, I can't, I can't say emphatically, 
I think it's a good idea for me is all I can say. And, and so I, therefore I, I definitely wanted that covered, even if it had been a higher premium for me, I would have paid it for that. So that being said, um, I was also asked like what kind of work I would be doing with arborist stuff. Would I be working on, um, expensive trees that were rare, like in botanical gardens or that were ornamental trees that might be high subjects to be, well, I guess the reasoning and, and some of the explanation I was given is because if it's like a garden area, then there's a chance if you accidentally kill the tree or do something that damages or, or if you're trying to help them and you can't save the tree and they try to blame you for it. Um, typically what happens is that they want that tree replaced, which means of course, digging it out and then planting a new one, which, um, could be high cost, right? For the equipment and that kind of stuff. So, um, if you're going to, a lot of people say don't, what the, what the insurance company doesn't know won't hurt them. That's what a lot of people say. I don't really believe that. Um, I think that you're better off paying for what you're potentially going to do and genuinely just avoiding certain kinds of work if your insurance doesn't cover it to a large degree. Because um, if you have a major claim, there is a possibility that the insurance company will come out, look at what you did, and then decide whether it fits in the realm of what they're covering you for. And in that case, what you didn't know doesn't hurt them because they're not going to pay out, but it could potentially seriously hurt you. Because if they don't cover it because they say it was outside of policy, then it's on you. Um, So where does this kind of come into play? Um, I know a few guys that run around here, they say, oh, I got really cheap tree trimming insurance. And it's true they did, but talking to not just my agent, but other agents before I went with my agent. Um, what I found out is that it is technically tree trimming insurance and they don't consider that work at height tree trimming or tree service. They consider it like for landscaping and gardeners that are doing basically ground height tree trimming. And the insurance is a lot cheaper, but it doesn't, potentially cover if they try to fell a tree and it hits a house or a vehicle or kill someone or injure someone um potentially once again i don't know these people's insurance so i can't say specifically where you live and what's going on with that i just know what i was told from my insurance agent and a couple of others so I can't state any of this emphatically or legally as to what you should or should not do. I'm just saying sometimes people say things that are common to us as tree industry guys or people. And then the insurance agent might take it a specific way. Maybe it's lack of experience with this industry. Maybe it's lack of um care. I don't know. I, I can't speak for all insurance agents either, but it could be that you're technically not covered fully. Um, so that's up to you if you want to go into that. I mean, I've, I've seen guys say online, for instance, I'm, I want to start a tree service company. How much should I expect for insurance? And then you see these numbers all over the place. Um, and some of that depends on where you live, I guess in the States is what I understand from asking some additional questions. 
Some of it's just not appropriate coverage. And um, it, it may be that you, you, if you have like a really low yearly insurance cost, it may be that you're not uh, fully covered. Okay. So I would definitely check it, check that out. Um, some guys started off with like landscape companies and lawn care and then gradually moved more into tree service, but they've kind of kept the same insurance because it covered tree trimming. Um, I know that's a case here with a couple of guys and it's just so cheap. They refuse to move on to an actual arborist insurance, but um, I know from delving into the insurance company that I use, there's a lot of potential that it won't cover many things. Or maybe they'll pay out once or twice, but if there's more than a few instances, they might have a red flag. Well, this guy says he's lawn care and doing basic trimming. He's got a lot of a, a number of claims. What is he really doing? And then they may drop you. And that's, so here's another thing in industries that are so small, I understand, um, because I, I ask these questions. If you are dropped from an insurance and there's not many companies that cover that kind of insurance, it can become very, very, very difficult, if possible at all, to get covered again for that industry. Um, so know that, yeah, you might be paying less. But if you're not appropriately covered, a major thing happens and they find that you are quote unquote out of policy or fraudulent in their minds, um, it could be that you don't, nobody will touch you, at least not for a while. So there's insurance is, a, is really a big deal, um, in, in my opinion. Uh, so why is it such a big deal? Well, first off, um, there's huge liability potentials with what we do. Property-wise, life-wise, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, then on top of that, you have the fact that it's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it this way. I guess it's not quite bragging rights, but it's definitely... Um, stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. So I don't really want to say it in the fact that it's bragging rights, but it's definitely a sell um, to customers when you are open about having insurance. Um, so there's, and, and I guess some people, you'll have to check with your own insurance company, but there are some that um, get confused about the difference between like additionally insured or proof of insurance. So at least with my, my um, insurance company, they don't charge me for proof of insurance. I can have them uh, submit a proof of insurance to a, a potential client or a current client. If they need it, it doesn't cost anything extra for me. 
Um, I don't know if that's the case with all insurance. Most insurances, it seems, will do that. Um, additionally insured is one of two ways for my company that I use. Um, $50 per every additionally insured um, insuree or insurer, insuree, whatever. You know what I mean. The person that wants to be on the additionally insured policy. Or I can pay a certain amount per year and add as many as I want. So where that has potential of coming in is if you deal with a lot of businesses or HOA um, organizations or uh, nonprofit organizations that are more corporate set up, then a lot of times they want you to be, for instance, um, here in in the city where I live to be registered to work on city trees and the clients be part of the um, reimbursement program that they have for residents with city trees on their property. Um, they have to be an additional insured. So I, I did have to make the decision, was I going to pay per year to have as many as I wanted or just pay for that one to be additionally insured. So um, check that out with your your um, insurance company. But the the reality of it is, is that it depends on your kind of business and what your company is doing. But most companies shouldn't charge extra to have proof of insurance, even in the the client's name submitted. Okay, um, so in, in fact, I've, I've had a couple of situations that I've heard of. A friend of mine who owns a tree service company one day was doing some maintenance on a piece of equipment and he gets this frantic call from a guy and the guy had told somebody they had insurance and then they did the work and then the client says, well, I need proof of your insurance before I'll pay you, which, um, that's, that's a whole nother topic, but, um, the, the guy didn't have insurance in the end. He had canceled it. And so he calls up my friend trying to see if he can run that job on his insurance um, because he needed to get paid. Well, you know, that's uh, having insurance is a good thing, in my opinion. That's, that's all I can say on that. Now, what I do also um, know is common. Once again, I can't state anything with facts because I'm not licensed. I can't give advice on insurance, what kind you should get uh, in the sense of who you should go with or or what policy numbers you should get or, or anything like that. Um, but I, I have heard from my insurance agent as well as others that if you have a tendency to get insurance, to like get a job, you finish the job, you cancel your insurance because you don't usually run insurance or whatever. If you do that enough, your premiums are going to go up for basic stuff usually. And then on top of that, it could if you have a history of doing that, you possibly won't be able to easily get insurance. Just know that. Um, I know some guys do that off and on kind of thing. Um, that's that's kind of hard to to keep going for a long term if you if you want a good job and they require insurance it might be really expensive or you might just not be able to get it in the future but that depends once again on the insurance uh, companies that are in your area and um, you know I guess part of it is that there's always this miss 
It's a hard area with insurance because some people are like, oh, insurance is for me. It's to protect me. And then some are like, oh, insurance is out to get you. I I guess I I have a different perspective on it just because simply I view it as what it is. Insurance is a business. When it's in their benefit to help you, it's there for you. When it's in their interest to protect themselves, that's what they're going to do. It's a business, right? Um, so just keep that in mind. So what I do a lot of times, well, a lot of times I I don't do it. I don't have to do it too frequently, but I've had a few things where a piece of wood came down and hit like a, a deck cap on the poles that were like the pyramid shaped little caps on the end of the vertical poles for fencing. Or, um, I, I accidentally hit a gutter with the chip box on the truck one day. Um, and so I've had a few little things like that that have happened and I've not used my insurance because if I can pay it out of pocket, not having to pay a higher premium because I have claims is always a good thing to me because it'll take a lot longer for that premium to come down with time than it will for me to recoup that money that I paid out of pocket to, to replace a $25 cap or a $12 cap in a couple hours of my time or whatever it might be. Um, the gutter, for instance, I was able to just hammer it back out with, um, some body panel hammers and dollies from Harbor Freight and it was fine. You know, it's, so you have to evaluate. Also, if you're up front and tell the customer about it pretty quickly and, and like legitimately and apologize and things honestly for it, um, most commonly the, the, they'll, they'll work with you on it. Right. Um, that's what I found at least. Uh, if you kind of try to hide it and then they find out that you did damage it, they usually become a little bit more belligerent and want for the insurance company to cover it. Cause they're going to try to basically take advantage or they don't trust you anymore to do the right thing. So just keep those principles in mind with, with insurance as well. That's been my experience. I've, I've heard of a couple of cases and I've actually seen one in person where somebody just tried to kind of hide it and then it came back to bite them and that kind of stuff. So, um, but use good judgment on what you tell a customer or not. Some things just happen and it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, some things it does matter a lot. Um, you know, so you, you just have to kind of, kind of have to figure it, figure it out if it's worth mentioning or not, or if they'll notice. So that's, I mean, I never encourage dishonesty. That's not what I'm saying. But like, for instance, if, if you're dropping wood and you create, you create one divot in the yard, are they going to notice or do they even care? Can you fill it in with topsoils from somewhere else and make it look fine then it may not be worth mentioning or whatever you know if you punch holes through astroturf everywhere probably going to want to mention that you know so just keep that in mind using insurance versus paying out of pocket and i always go if they are like determined that they want to use they want it fixed i always try to evaluate what i can do out of pocket first and then see what they are willing to do from there. Um, 
August, Hunnicky has a good video on accidents and taking care of them where they accidentally dented a fence. So I definitely recommend you checking out that video. I'll probably try to find it and put the link in the description as well. But so I guess the 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 summary of this is I highly recommend you have insurance. Make sure you have the right insurance. Ask some additional questions for your um, insurance provider to make sure that they cover everything you're going to do. Uh, ornamental, uh, stump grinding, rare trees, botanical garden kind of work. Um, if you're going to do spraying and all that, they'll want to know that as well uh, for chemical. Um, crane operator, of course, if you're using that kind of equipment, most of them ask, are you using heavy equipment? You have to, I would seriously re recommend being honest with that. Um, even if you pay a little bit higher premium, because I, I asked about a couple of things and they said, well, if you do it regularly, um, then it might be a couple hundred bucks more a year. Well, to me, it would have been worth it, but I didn't use those things enough. So it didn't matter. So keep that stuff in mind. And also here's something that I didn't know that recently came up. Um, somebody in town does snow removal as a specific business and insurance was like crazy. I couldn't believe how high it was. Um, evidently it's because of, at least for what is around here, um, unknown factors, right? Um, for instance, uh, you're, you're plowing the side of a road. Can you see the fire hydrant? You might hit that or an electrical box or whatever. There's, there's all these hidden things that could happen evidently. Um, so it was like crazy. But what I did find out in talking to my insurance agent is that some insurances will actually have additionally insured stuff for you. Um, that are common within that industry. Um, some tree service uh, insurances also cover a limited quantity of income per year for things like lawn care or um, snow removal possibly. He, uh, he told me that some did, but I, I can't state that as a fact because we didn't really delve into that. But he, he had heard that some did, I should say. So you might want to ask what else is included in your insurance that you can do. Um, might be things that you're missing out on that you could be doing if you wanted to because it is covered um, if you only make a certain amount of your income for the year with it or whatnot. So lots of stuff to consider with insurance. Um, insurance can be a huge benefit. Definitely makes you look professional. Um, when my customers or potential customers are asking me, first thing I mention is that I am insured. And then when they ask recommendations for finding other uh, tree service companies, I always say make sure they're insured because even under the best of circumstances, an accident can occur and it could be costly um, and difficult. Uh, so, uh, you know, just just keep that in mind. Hope this was helpful for you guys. Uh, please understand, once again, I'm not licensed to practice or advise on insurance. I'm not trying to advise you specifically. I'm just giving you suggestions that I think are important that I've learned with some time. And if you have any questions or anything like that, definitely check out uh, the insurance that you're using. Talk to your agent, talk to the provider, or um, if you're looking at insurance, talk to providers and agents in your local area. Don't go on what I'm saying alone. I'm just hoping to guide you 
kind of in the reasons that I think it's important to check out valid insurance for your tree service company. So thanks again for stopping by and I'll have another video and podcast for you guys here soon. And when I do that, um, I'll have another uh, topic coming up, as I mentioned, of one of the ones I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. And I'll do a product review for you guys at that time. All right, guys. Thanks so much. See you in the future. Bye.